Which Minnesota Wild win over the last week was most impressive? Which players off to great starts can keep their projections going? Plus, a big weekend for news in the NHL. We recap that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we celebrate a very victorious Monday, a Micheletti Monday with Alex Micheletti. We recap the uh, three wins for the Wild over the Thanksgiving break. And uh, we also look at some of the hot starts for the Minnesota Wild, which are sustainable, which are surprising. We'll take a look inside the numbers, plus a ton to recap from a very busy weekend throughout the NHL. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Wild. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, the veteran Minnesota sports content producer, and uh, happy to be joined by my Monday co-host, Alex Micheletti, for a Micheletti Monday. Alex, three wins in a row, and uh, I'm going to talk about, I don't want to jinx it though, I'm going to talk about a call I made after the Wednesday win against the Devils, but um, a, uh, a great Thanksgiving week for the, uh, the Minnesota Wild with three more wins under their belts. Not a lot to uh, not be thankful for uh, for this Wild team. Uh, how are things going? Good, good. Yeah, a resilient uh, group uh, the Wild are without their captain. And so, yeah, a fun, fun week of games for, for the Wild. And uh, yeah, I hope it can can continue. And uh, we got Ryan Hartman playing like he wants to be an Olympian. So it's uh, it's uh, it's fun to watch for sure. Um, so 50, um, yeah. potentially 50 goal scoring Ryan Hartman. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we saw a, uh, a shootout win for the Wilds in which uh, kind of odd that uh, just one goal scored in the shootout, and that happened to be for the Wilds, so that was great. We saw the Winnipeg Jets completely derailed on the tarmac uh, against the Wilds uh, in a 7-1 to loss. And we also saw the Wilds take care of business and beat the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 4-2. to So of the Devils win the Jets win, and the Lightning win, which was most impressive to you? Uh, beating the defending champions. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Tampa, even with without uh, uh, Kucherov points, I mean, they have Andre Vasilevsky in, in the NHL, and they beat him, you know, three times to get the empty netter. So, um, yeah, that, I, thought, I thought Tampa was was the best win by far for sure. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. It had a great playoff atmosphere to it. Um, just a, a mm-hmm. sensational game um, by, uh, by both teams. And, you know, I, I talked about it in the more in-depth breakdown of the, uh, the lightning game that people will hear later today. Um, the wild penalty kill has really been strong um, over this three game winning streak. I think they are nine for 10 over that span. 
And, you know, the uh, the power play is 0 for 10 in that span, but at the same time, the Wild have been so good in 5-on-5 five five that not really having a consistent power play really hasn't hurt them. Right, yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. Um, you know, they're... <laughs> Uh, they continue to get depth scoring, um, and and guys are moving in, in and out of the lineup uh, all over the place. Uh, you know, Nick Nick Bukestad had been scratched a couple of times, and uh, he gets a big goal on Andre Vasilevsky, just a beautiful goal over his shoulder. And so, um, guys are responding. Victor Rass scored after being him being scratched uh, too. Um, you know, <laughs> thanks to a fan shot by Kevin Fiala, just happened to land right on right on Victor's stick, but. Uh, yeah, when you get the puck, you, you know, you have to bury and he buried it. So uh, good, good on Victor Rask. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see guys that, uh, you know, um, haven't been scoring score. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a fun team to watch. Uh, yeah. yeah it's so much fun. That Bugstad goal was one of my favorite of the season. Cause like, as soon as he got the puck, he saw Vasilevsky get big and Bugstad just funneled it. Um, there we go. Like right, right past his ear into a, a window, placement. maybe that big. And he just, he yeah. buried it. And, you know, it was that kind of a night for the wilds. I mean, they, uh, they did give up the, uh, the very quick response by the lightning, but then Victor Rask got, uh, just a, another weird goal in front. Um, the wild then got, uh, the Hartman goal, as you alluded to the, uh, just the, MVP of this team right now and empty netter to seal it from uh, Marcus Foligno. So just a really fun game. And uh, for as much as we've talked about the goaltending cam Talbot over these last three games, I think his goals against average is 1.62. And, you know, you look at the devil's game. He was sensational in that game. Didn't really have Mm -hmm. to do a lot against the jets, but um, he was great again uh, against the lightning. Yeah, I mean, just shutting down guys left and right, uh, and the goals that Tampa scored, you know, not much you can do. Especially that Corey Perry shot was just incredible. He's always done well against the Wild, so you just kind of tip your cap to, to the to the worm, as they call him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Cam's been keeping the team in it, um, and uh, he's been stopping the high danger shots and. Uh, um, you know, with the way the wild are scoring too, um, you know, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to see, uh, guys contribute all, all throughout the lineup. Uh, I mean, he had John Merrill score the other night too, against uh, Winnipeg. Um, and so, and Kulikov has bounced back after, um, a tough, uh, Florida swing, uh, that he had. And so, uh, good, good for him on that. Um, you know, especially, losing a, a guy like Jared Spurgeon, uh, you know, it's, it's been tough, but you know, you see a guy like Alex Goligoski playing out of his mind uh, too. Um, you know, he's just filling the Ryan Suter role perfectly as a calming influence uh, as a veteran uh, D man back there. And he can still skate like the wind so that if you can skate, um, you know, you can continue to play, uh, you know, this game into your late thirties, like he has done, you know, so far successfully. So yeah, it's, it's so much fun to watch. It's, it's been a blast. And you know, the, the one final point I will make before we move on and we just look at, you know, how surprised we are by some of these projections that certain wild players have so far. Um, 
I don't know if I've seen maybe the Arizona game, the only example of the Wilds as they did against the Jets at home, just jumping on a team and just putting the game away immediately. Like I was at the um, the new James Bond movie, and so I watched it later, but you know, in the theater, and all of a sudden I look at my phone and I've got like 30 notifications, and I look at the score and it's 5 nothing, and I'm like, what happened here? Like they just... I don't know if there was just some boil over from the uh, the six to five win, but they just like they pounced on Winnipeg and they just there was no doubt like there was no doubt from the first period on. Oh, it's uh, it's demoralizing when you can just get that many that quick. Uh, uh, Connor Hellebuck is such a weird goalie. Um, you know he he's he's got a lot of Darcy Kemper in him a lot too. Um, where um, you know if you get one or two in, uh, then it he, and he gets in meltdown mode um, and then it can lead to five or six. Um, so uh, if you don't get to him early, then he becomes very good. And, you know, the next game they played, uh, played Calgary and he won, um, you know, three, two. So uh, Kyle Connor, uh, you know, of course uh, gets two goals uh, for Winnipeg. <laughs> um, just guys a machine, but yeah, Hellebuck is just uh, him, Darcy Kemper, John Gibson. You know, if you don't get to him early, uh, then they, they seem to lock in, um, and if you can get a couple by them, you know, then it's then it's, <laughs> then it's meltdown mode. So um, hopefully that you know, hopefully that doesn't happen for Hellebuck in the Olympics. Uh, you know, if, if you're a team team USA fan, but or or John Gibson uh, too, because those oh. are probably going to be the one two combination. So um, you know, you know, well we won't root from with their NHL teams, but we will for the uh, for the Olympics. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. But, when they're uh, when they're wearing those uh, those national colors, <laughs> yeah, we're hoping for the best. For but sure. if they're wearing those team colors, like you're going to give up five and you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It. Going going back to it too, just the uh, the five on five scoring too has just been so impressive. Um, you know, uh, if you know special teams, you gotta you gotta cash in there. But if not, you know, it's it's you know it's impressive to see that five on five because it's so hard to score goals in the NHL now with just right how big these goalies are and like like Nick Buke said it had to be the absolute perfect placement for that goal because Vasilevsky he's already a huge guy and then he's got gigantic pads too so that that little sliver of opening you got to take advantage when it's there because you don't you don't see it too often so yeah it's uh it's impressive and you know, hopefully they can continue to keep this up and going and um you know if you know especially if the power play is going to struggle uh, you got to score five on five. Yeah, and as our friend uh, Spoke Z tried to ignite as the season started, you know, Vasilevsky might have those pads be a little too big. <laughs> but that's uh, that's a whole other story for a whole other show. So all in all, a great week for the Wild. Three wins in a row. I made a call after the Devils win that the Wild were going to go on a run. Uh, that's as much as I'm going to say. You can find it on Twitter because I didn't get rid of it. But I don't want to jinx it. But they're off to a great start. So we'll see what happens because they've got two winnable games this week and a big one on Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs who look like world beaters again after starting off the season at a snail's pace. So going to be a tough a tough weekend. Pretty, pretty winnable games, though, this week. So we'll see how the Wild are able to do. Uh, we are going to shift to taking a look at some of the hot starts for particular members of the Wild. If we're surprised by where they're at right now, if we think they can obtain the pace 
that they're on. So plenty more to get to with Alex McLeady on today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol hanging out with Alex Micheletti. And Alex, the season is uh, now 21 games in. So I'm bad at math, but that's over a quarter of the way. So we've hit the quarter pole. And we got some players that are on a pretty torrid pace scoring-wise. So I'm going to read off a couple of players and what they are projected for. And then you tell me which one is the most surprising. We will start with one, Ryan Hartman, who is, as of now, he's got 12 goals in 21 games. He's on pace for 47 goals, 16 assists, 62 points. He's also on pace to be a plus 62 on the season. So that is Ryan Hartman. Kirill Kaprizov, after a little bit of a slow scoring start, he has 23 points in 21 games. He's on pace for 90 points, 23 goals, 66 assists. He is also on pace to be a plus 20. Uh, Kevin Fiala, despite um, just three goals on the season, has 15 points in 21 games. He's on pace for 59, 12 goals and 47 assists. You also have the likes of Marcus Foligno, who's on pace for 31 goals and 23 assists. Then you have Jules Eriksson who is on pace for 31 goals and 16 assists himself, 47 points in 82 games. Uh, which of those projections surprises you the most? or Who, who is off to the best start um, and the most surprising start of those guys so far? Yeah, I mean it's uh it's really close for for me between uh, Ryan Hartman and Marcus Spolino. Um, you know, both of those guys are are more more known as grinders, and uh, they're contributing to the offensive play. Uh, so it's it's extremely impressive. And a guy like Ryan Hartman, if he sticks in between uh, uh, you know Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov, that's you know those projections are going to get really close for him because just of uh, the amount of skill that Kirill and uh, you know Zuccarello have, um, and they're brilliant passers and can can feed Hartman for those uh, you know high danger offensive chances for him to bury. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's incredible. You know he we can't forget he was a first round draft pick. So um, you know um, Chicago you know believed in him, and uh, now he's starting you know score a little uh, you know on on that pace as a you know as a first round draft pick should. Um, you know, and, and Marcus Lino too, uh, he's, 
he's been known for more of his physical game and uh um he's really ramped up his offensive uh skills um for for the wild and and starting to get uh, power play time so uh you know kudos for him um and he's worked really hard and uh um is a great great player great locker room guy and so a guy um uh you know it's like a um a phil kessel <laughs> you uh it's a guy you'd you'd always you know would want to have on your on your team uh no matter what um and so uh you know marcus brings so much to the team um and so yeah it's fun fun to see him uh, start to score a little bit um here too so those would be the two uh, most surprising for me. Um, I am just looking uh, to go a little bit further in on Ryan Hartman. He did say coming into the season that he was going to shoot more, and that was welcome because you know this this team we want them to be kind of an offense oriented team that has a bunch of different guys that can beat you because in the long run, that's going to better serve this team than one or two guys the teams can key in on and stop, as we saw in the Vegas Golden Knights playoff series. Shut Kirill down, shut Kevin Fiala down, shut the team down. Uh, Hartman, so let's just let's just throw this out there. Hartman, last season, in 51 games, he had 74 shots. In 20, well, according to HockeyReference.com, this was not taking into effect the, uh, the Lightning win. In 20 games, Hartman had 67 shots. And his uh, his shot percentage last year was at 9.5. His shot percentage this year is at 16.4. So obviously, shooting more, scoring more. And yeah, he's probably not going to shoot at that percentage for the rest of the way. He's probably not going to score 47 goals. But he's got 12 through 21 games. Who's to say he can't get to 25 or 30 goals this year? I mean, he's been, he's been playing on every line. Um, so, you know, just imagine if he was on the first line from the start. I mean, you know, that, that production would probably be even higher. Um, and so, yeah, kudos uh, kudos to him for, for working hard. And, uh, you know, he's getting power play time too. So that's that's going to help uh, with, those, uh, with those numbers. And like you said, he might not get, get to that uh but uh it's it's impressive and not only has he played wing but he's played center too and so you know that leads to different responsibilities too especially as a center you gotta uh be really responsible defensively too and so uh yeah the with the way he's scoring too it's it's impressive with with having to do you know you know duties and especially the two guys on his line aren't really known for their defensive game and so he's he really has to do a lot of work and uh you know, as a first line center too, you're getting the top, top guys in the league uh, uh, at that position. Your Anze Kopitar's, your Jonathan Taves is, uh, you know, you name it. It's it's a battle day in and day out. And so, um, yeah, it's <laughs> what what more can you say about the guy? It's uh, and he's making 1.7 million. Uh, Unreal. Uh, you know, so I mean, uh, for the little amount that he's getting paid in the production, it's it's incredible and. Uh, kudos to the Billy G for getting him to agree to that type of uh, deal. And so um, it's huge for the wild, especially with, with how, you know, crunch they are with the cap. And so uh, they need guys, uh, you know, like with that cap uh, um, hit uh, to be producing and um, he's clearly doing it. And, uh, you know, it's leading to 
the other guys uh, that with little cap numbers uh, producing too, uh, you know, Nico Sturm and Brandon Duhame, and so yeah, fun to see. Matt Dumba. Um, I I'm I'm planning to at some point in the future have a full episode dedicated to Matt Dumba to try to dispel some of the angst that he causes um, many wild fans, um, especially on social media. But you look at uh, you look at Dumba. He's on pace for 12 goals this year, and so it seems like he's starting to get some of that offensive swagger back. Um, up and down the lineup, people are on pace for career seasons. And so final one before we move on to some of the national NHL news, uh, we talked about Felino and Erickson Eck both being on pace for 30-goal seasons. And uh, that would be, at least in Erickson Eck's case, that would be his first career 30-goal season. I'm pulling up quickly to see if Marcus Felino has a 30-goal season, and I don't believe he does. Nope, his career high is 13 goals. So obviously, both guys on pace for their first career 30-goal seasons. Who do you think is the best chance to get to that mark? I would say Eck, um, just because of uh, where he is on the on the power play too. Um, you know, he's, he's going to get fed a lot of uh, a lot of chances, and uh, <laughs> he's just like Zach Parisi. He gets all of his goals like from a couple feet out. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, he's got the best chance. Uh, you know, I never never saw it ever coming, uh, you know, with the way he started out with his career. And so, um, you know, it looks like, you know, the pandemic year last year really changed it. Uh, and it's great to see because there was always that debate between him and Brock Besser, though, though for, forever will be linked, you know, just <laughs> like a Sid in, uh, in Ovi. Um, so, and especially with Brock being from, from here. Um, so, yeah, it's it's nice to see Eck uh, blossom out um, and, and show off a little skill because you know he does uh, he does have a um, uh, really offensive game uh, to him too, and uh, he's probably the Wild's best two way forward. And so um, you know he got paid, and now he's getting the minutes like um, you know he got paid. So you know I think he's got the best chance out of the two to get to the to that thirty goal mark, which is the gold standard now in, in the NHL. Yeah, I, I agree fully. Um, One one note before we move on. Um, My bold prediction before the season that Nico Sturm would get to 20 goals. He's on pace for 16. Needs to pick it up a little bit, but still, very good start to the season for Nico. So hopefully he can pick it up a little bit. But we've got a lot of NHL news to discuss as well here today. So we'll round today's episode out by talking about some of the big NHL headlines going on uh, over the weekend. More to come here on today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. It's here, the best Monday of the year that, of course, is Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. You can get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That is 20% off site-wide. There are even bigger discounts on Built Boost, broth and built swag a brand new built bar flavor has landed just in time for cyber monday caramel almond delight and it delivers everything it promises caramelized chocolate check almonds check delightful double check be sure to get yours before they're gone each bar is 150 calories and contains 17 grams of protein and this season maybe you're craving white chocolate for a limited time get a special new built bar puffs flavor White Chocolate Cheesecake, the yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. 
That bar contains 140 calories and only 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. So head to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. The holiday season is here and we know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline.ag has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. It's not just football either. BetOnline.ag has pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, they are stuffed with deals this holiday season. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol joined by Alex McLeddy and Alex some big things happened in the NHL over the uh, the Thanksgiving long weekend. Uh, it started, of course, with, well, where we'll start. Evander Kane being put on waivers by the San Jose Sharks. So at this point, uh, teams have a chance to claim him um, once he clears, or they have a chance to claim him before that, however that process works. Main point, he's not getting claimed, is he? No, no way. Um, uh, you know, the Sharks, his his teammates uh, wanted nothing to do with them. You know, uh, Tomas Hurdle was was public saying that, that he wanted nothing nothing to do with the guy. Um, the Sharks are willing to eat a lot of his contract just to get rid of him. So that says a lot. Uh, there was rumors today uh, that his agent had reached out to Vancouver Canucks Um you know, I don't think that team that team needs the with the with the PR nightmare they've been dealing with. I don't think they need an Evander Kane. Um, so um, if they make that move, uh, good luck to them. Uh, you know, he's he's a talented player, but he's not worth the headache. Um, you know, he had last year was probably the best year of his career, and uh, you know he just caused so much off ice drama. And um, you know, try explaining that to <laughs> to your fan base. Uh, you know, everything's out. Uh, out in the air with uh, Vander Kane. And so, um, you know, he's not worth uh, with the troubles, even if he, you know, he's really a really uh, good offensive skilled player and San Jose could really use him. But, uh, um, you know, if your teammates don't want, want to, um, it's not worth even having him be around the team. And no. so we'll see if they're able to move him. Uh, their GM uh, took a medical leap of absence to Doug Wilson. So, uh, a lot going around with the with the um, with the sharks, and so I don't even know if they'll be able to make a trade here without their acting. You know, they're gonna, you know without their you know the GM that should be making the the decision on that, and so they they might stick them with their AHL team, uh, which is also in San Jose, the Barracuda. So we'll see see if those guys want them. <laughs> Yikes! Um... Yeah. There are two teams in Canada that are not having a good time. Uh, one of which is the Vancouver Canucks, who the Wild saw once, and now they are dangerously close. They, correct me if I'm wrong in this sequence of events, but they basically had their owner 
um, assess everything. And at this point was like, we need to just be calm, kind of ride this through, not make any big changes. And they have basically been in free fall since. They have to make a move here at some point. They had a lead on Boston tonight and gave it up. Uh, they have one of the worst penalty kills in the NHL. And so they, they gave Boston a couple of power plays and bada bing, you know, they Boston has one of the best power plays and, you know, Brad Marsh, Marshawn, Patrick Bergeron, David Pasternak, they took advantage and, and won. And so um, if you can believe this, they actually play Montreal tomorrow. So they are, they're on a back-to-back. So that, that, that could be the toilet bowl tomorrow night of just chaos uh, of the Canadian teams. Uh, you know, you know, the, the, the Canadians fired Mark Bergevin. So, um, you know, you kind of saw the writing on the wall after Scott Mellonby quit yesterday. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that game should, tomorrow night should be, should be interesting for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. You mentioned, yeah. um, Montreal cleaning house, Paul Wilson, Trevor Timmons and Mark Bergevin are out. Uh, it sounds as though former New York Rangers general manager, Jeff Gordon has been hired to serve as executive vice president of hockey operations. Um, Montreal has been very bad this year, and so they have done what Vancouver needs to do, but there's a lot of work to still be done with that Montreal team. I mean, Cole Caulfield has been up and down. They've got some young pieces, but they they got to do some cleaning up uh, before they can get themselves back to where they need to go. Yeah, it's too bad. And, you know, once uh... – the writing was kind of on the wall with the, you know, once Carey Price, um, you know, took that leave of absence and who knows if they're ever going to get him back this season and uh, kind of relying on Jake Allen to, um, to you know, keep things together. And uh, at this point in his career, I don't think he can you know, be the sustained number one for, for this long. And he ran into some injury issues too. And so, yeah, they're just kind of mishandling some of their prospects incorrectly and, they didn't. Uh, they didn't want Cotton Cot- and Yemi, you know. So he goes to Carolina and signs, you know, that offer sheet, um, and so that was a mess. And uh, you know, uh, Cole Caulfield, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't send the guy down. You have to let him play through things, and and then they call him back up, you know. So it's like, what? What was? What was the deal there? Um, you know, uh, Ryan Paling uh, as you know, Saint Cloud State and you know, Minnesota hockey fans know, well, uh, um, they got to, you know, give him more of an opportunity. He's finally seen some, some time, which is, which is great to see. Uh, but some of their veterans aren't, uh, aren't producing. Where's Brendan Gallagher been, uh, Jeff Petrie. I don't think he, I think he has two assists on the year and, uh, he's the guy they're kind of relying on, on the back end without, uh, without Shea Weber. That's another name, uh, that they missed and uh, it seems like they put all their eggs in the basket for that uh, Stanley cup run. And uh, now it's, it's crashing and, and burning. Um, so you can see how, how quick it, it can go. Um, you know, you know, the Dallas stars, uh, they had their run in the bubble and last year it was a mess. And this year, um, you know, it's, it's been a mess. Uh, they, they can't figure out, you know, they, they they're going through multiple different goalies. Um uh, and so it's, uh, yeah, that's another team that, where it's like, if you put all your eggs in the basket, uh, and injuries can really start to, to hit you and, uh, guys that, uh, were productive in the past, 
um, age is age is really taking the number on them. And so, um, you know, that's why I'll, that's why the wild have to take advantage while, while they can. And, uh, you know, cause it can hit you real fast and, uh, you can be in rebuild, rebuild mode, uh, very quickly. Yeah. It, uh, it doesn't take long for things to go south in a hurry. Uh, final one, final question here, bigger disaster, the Montreal Canadians or the New Jersey devils alternate jerseys. I mean, what what are the, what are the devils doing here with that jersey? It was a bad week of uh, jersey reveal. Oh. And yet, yeah, Team USA with all all that blue. Like, what what's going on? Just keep it simple with the uh, you know with that USA one that they had a few years back. Um, you know, it just it seems like uh, teams are trying to do too much. Um, you know, in New Jersey, um, you know, they had the classic devil logo. You why not include that on there and why are you asking Martin Brodeur to do the jersey design? Um, I'm all for them kind of making fun of themselves with that, the social campaign they're doing with the hat hat. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to have jersey on there, that, uh, you know, just a, just a weird look. And hopefully they don't wear those uh, too often. Um, yeah, they should have called not. up the Milwaukee Admirals who had an amazing jersey reveal with the actual Admiral on there. That. That was really cool. That was the best one of the week for sure. <laughs> yeah, just do something other than yeah. whatever it was that they did. But yeah, yeah it's thankfully here in the uh, the state of hockey, we don't have as many disasters as are going on throughout the rest of the NHL. We just keep winning games. And so mm-hmm. we'll continue to do that. And uh, that will finish up today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, Make sure to head over to Locked On Bets to get the lowdown on everything related to your favorite fantasy sports. Locked On Bets is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked On Wild, we are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Also on social media, make sure to follow us at Locked On Wild on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube keeping you as up-to-date as possible on your favorite Minnesota hockey team. If a puck drops in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.